0: and i'm so fust and i so fust and i so i'm independent got my own and i'm so fust and i'm and i'm so fust hey boss friends and welcome back to another episode of your bossiest friend the podcast it's your host your bossiest friend The Milan Mobley. If you aren't following me on Instagram and Twitter, you can follow me at The Milan Mobley. That's T-H-E-E-M-I-L-A-N-M-O-B-O-E-Y. And of course, catch up with me on Facebook at Milan Mobley. And if you love YouTube, you might as well just go over there as well and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Moments of Milan, or just type in Milan Mobley. Either way, you're going to find me by my first and last name. It shouldn't be that hard. If you're new to the Bossiest Friend podcast, welcome. I'm so... Excited to have you. I'm so glad that you are listening. I'm so glad you're a part of the Boss Friend Gang. Don't be a stranger. Make sure you guys reach out to me on social media. I always like to see the Boss Gang bossing up, so please make yourself known. Today's episode, we have um, actually one of my clients on the show, which is a very rare sight, As you all know, I don't like to mix you management and my personal brand together, but this particular client, has a story and has been through the season of uncomfortable in ways that we can't even imagine. But before we get into the episode, I have a couple of businesses that I want to shout out. It is the Black Friday week. Black Friday is this coming Friday. It's Wednesday today and tomorrow is Turkey Day. So happy early Thanksgiving to you all. I hope that you all eat good. But the businesses that I want to shout out starting from the top is Cake by K beauty also known as skin by k currently she is having her black friday sale with 30 percent off her products. so i'm going to make sure i put that in our show notes so you can go check her sale out shout out to fajar candles she's having a black friday sale that starts on friday so you guys can check that out i'm going to put her description in there as well and shout out to mason perfumes not necessarily doing a sale but she is doing a giveaway when it gets to a hundred followers on her page. So make sure you are participating in that giveaway because it is super dope. She has some amazing things coming your way. I mean, the giveaway is honestly like no other from what I've seen. So make sure you guys are following and put that in the description notes as well. Lastly, on the Black Friday side, myself and my colleague Mariah Oates, we are Currently hosting our business bestie bundle where foundation meets formula strategies to increase your brand's reach. It is a three part, three step strategy course on how to increase your brand's reach. So, you don't want to miss that. It's $39.99. We're going to cover clearly identifying your target audience, making your brand cohesive, how to become clear on your offer, crafting your brand's exposure. Formula and crafting the perfect pitch. No, this is just not for publicists. And when I say not for publicists, meaning publicists, you can use this to do it for yourself or for your clients, but it's also for entrepreneurs of all facets. So make sure you guys check that out. Again, all this information is in the show notes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. I'm independent, got my own, and I'm so and I'm, and I'm so All right, boss friends, welcome back. And like I said, I have one of my clients in the building, Ms. of Benville. I'm so excited to bring her on because she is an award-winning author of The Light of My Shadows, 10 Habits to Shine from the Inside Out. Most recently, we just did her book signing and Women's Empowerment Social, and it was amazing. Not only is Brencia an award-winning author, she was just on OWN Networks. Um, put a ring on it so she is a reality star that we can say so I'm super excited to have her um Brencia welcome to the boss's seat I am elated to have you here because your story is so immaculate you have so many areas to touch that really highlight the season of uncomfortable so please I can never do my podcast guests enough justice by just reading a bio or just speaking briefly on your many accomplishments so please let the bosses know who you are
1: I certainly appreciate that, Milan, and I'm extremely happy to be here. Um, you know, Brincia has a lot of different layers to her. I can be so many different things. And, you know, as you um, introduced on my bio, I have done so many different things, and I'm so many, I'm documented, rather, in so many different areas of my life <clears throat> in terms of my education, in terms of my fans, in terms of, you know, all of the different things that I have done. But I think um, one thing about Brentia is I am multifaceted, so I have many different layers. And a lot of times behind those layers, people don't understand everything that it took to achieve so many of the different things that I've achieved and all of the hurt and the pain and the tears and the upsets and the surprises that came along with a lot of those things. And so Um, I just want people to know, besides everything that Milan has said about me, besides who I am documented on paper, I'm a human being first, and I have emotions, and I have feelings, and I go through things just like the next person, and that is really the reason behind the light of my shadows, the 10 Habits to Shine from the Inside Out
0: absolutely absolutely and as you said you release so much of your hurt your pain your emotions like you said you're human nothing in business and in life people fail to realize people have emotions we are human like you know we're okay to feel and i think the level of release that you had let out in your book is something uncomfortable right that many yeah, that many don't really like to step on because we believe that that's a, emotion, a sign of weakness, right? When you show emotion, that's a sign of weakness.
1: Yeah. And, and, yeah. In your, and you know... Go ahead. You can go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to say you're absolutely right, Milan. Um, a lot of times when we have pain, Um, that we feel a lot of times we cover it up and we don't want people to know that pain. We want people to kind of think that, oh, we have it going on. We have everything all put together when really we might be hurting on the inside. And we don't want people to see that. We don't want to show that sign of ourselves because sometimes it can be portrayed as a weakness. And in all actuality, it is not a weakness. It's actually your strength. And, you know, a lot of times people hear pain. And they think of something that is uncomfortable because pain is uncomfortable it can be very awkward um it can be very straining and very draining but that pain is really where our purpose comes from and my book touches on that in so many different areas how we can turn our purpose um, into pain and so it's not a weakness and i really want everyone to know that pain is not a weakness i mean you can do so much with pain and you can turn that frown into a smile and you can make lemonade out of those lemons so you know, that's really what I want my book to be able to achieve for the masses.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So let's talk about the book. Like, tell us about it a little bit more, of course, and then why you wrote it. Like, what was that aha moment? Because of course you didn't just say at two years old, at this age, I'm going to write a book, right? No, <laughs> so no. what, what was that moment where you were like, it's time, like, this is the words that i have this is what people need to see and i'm ready
1: absolutely you know it's it's interesting that you say that because um my book is something you know that i always kind of had inside of me in terms of wanting to be able to tell my story because i n- always knew that i had a story to tell even from little my pain started when i was little growing up in new orleans Louisiana with my single parent mother and my sister Um, You know, my dad was extremely abusive, you know, to my mother and my sister and I witnessed some really, really, really traumatic events that I will let you guys get the book in order to read more about those things. But um, at that point, because I was so young, I wasn't really able to process that. But at the same time, I knew how it made me feel. And I grew up with those emotions, um, not really knowing where to place those emotions. And so for me, as I traveled throughout my life, traveled along my journey, you know, into, um, you know, uh, my teenage years, into my young adult years, and to now where I am now in my adult years, you know, having gone through a divorce, I've been divorced for three years now. um, I... Had a story to tell and I was like, you know what, this is my time. And while I was going through my divorce, while I was separated and my divorce was not final yet, I decided to begin writing. And what I did, I took a solo trip um to Mexico by myself. Nobody but me, myself, and I, which was very scary for me because I had never done that. I was so used to traveling with my girlfriends and um, you know, when I was married, I would travel with my husband and things like that, my family. And so for me to decide to take a trip by myself, let me know that I was in a space of loneliness, but I was also in a space where I needed to feel. And so that trip for me, it was a birthday trip that I planned for myself um, in another country. Didn't know what to do, but I planned it. You know, I was fearful, but I did it. And what that taught me and what I learned from that trip is that there is strength and pain and I'm signing over. And when I've been on that trip, I I started writing, I journaled, um, I booked excursions by myself, I showed myself the love that I had lost for myself, I began to kind of pour back into Brentia all the things that that I had transported over to my marriage and over to my husband and over to things that kind of pushed me to the back burner. And so I kind of started to revisit some of those feelings um, and emotions that I had suppressed and that I had hid. And so for me, writing the book was just a manifestation of all things that I had already had inside of me, and it was time for it to come out, because I knew that there were other people that would be able to be blessed, or I hope that would be able to be blessed by my story. And so really, that was the motivation for the book. It is truly an extreme light journey, and I'm not saying that because I'm the author of it, but it really is an extreme light journey that will take you through many different emotions. Um, There's gonna be some tears in there, there's gonna be some laughter, there's gonna be some upset, some anger, some disappointment, some sadness. These are all the emotions that we feel as adults, as women, Um, we feel these things. And so the Light of My Shadows really takes you through 10 Shine Habits, 184 pages, where you will be able to experience some of my traumatic events, some of my wins, how I got through those things, at the end of each chapter there are shine habits and so those shine habits will kind of cement everything that you learn all of those shine habits that I talked through and things that helped me along the way um, you'll be able to kind of explore those and apply those to your own life
0: absolutely I love those shine habits but that's I think one of the best parts about the book Um, it really is a reflection it's not only a story it's not only being able to Feel the connection with you and being able to release your own emotions, but also to heal through it. And I think that's one of the best parts about the book. A lot of books allow us to get into our emotions and just leave us there, right? Like, okay, we, we've got you there. Good luck. But what Brincia has done is she's created that safe space in a book. For us to read, connect, and understand that you're not alone in any part of your journey. There's someone else out there that's been through that just like you. And here's how you can shine through it. So I love that. But let's go back some and let's talk about this trip, okay? Because that is something uncomfortable to talk about. So many people, including myself, always say, I'm going to go on a solo trip one day. I'm going to go on a solo trip one day, but never move past it because it's the fear of being alone. Like you said, in another country <laughs> by not yourself, not a country, yeah. in a whole other country yeah. by yourself. And the world is even crazier now more than ever. So when you were on your trip, what were some of the things that you did? Because I know this was a self healing trip was a self-love trip so what were some of the things that you did on this trip that really made you clear your head be serene and heal for brentia
1: oh my gosh that's a great question milan because i was thinking that same thing you know when i boarded that plane and i talk about this in my um in my book it's actually the first chapter entitled self-love is the best love and I talk about how when I boarded the plane, you know, I was sitting there by myself and I'm like, okay, this is really a thing. This is really happening. I'm going on this trip by myself and it's me, myself, and I. And so when the stewardess came and, you know, they go through their whole little spiel about the life jackets and all of that, I kind of started to think and it it really hit home for me because when she said that, the first thing that I thought about for me is the fact that throughout my marriage and even some other parts of my life. I did not put my own life jacket on first. I put the life jacket on for other people around me, which left me to have to either sink or swim. And so at that moment, that whole flight over to Mexico, I thought about that. I thought about the areas in which I wasn't there for Brentia. And when I got to Mexico, I had already had, I guess the trip was maybe about an hour and a half, two hours long on the flight. I was in a space. Of self love, and so I had already booked all of my excursions. So what I did, you know, I had my um, my laptop, I had my journals, you know, I had my um, my tablet that I was going to start writing in, and so I started writing my ins out. I started writing that very first chapter. Self love is the best love. And so what I would do, I was there for about five days. I would get up in the morning, you know, I would order my breakfast. I would order anything I wanted because I wanted to treat myself. I wanted to give myself that self-love so I would have my champagne and my fruit and you know healthy stuff but I would still kind of flirt a little bit throughout the trip and just kind of eat some stuff I typically wouldn't eat but I did the beach by myself where I would write and I would read and I would just walk along the beach and I would think and I would reflect you know on my life not even just my marriage but on my life and my marriage as well and what got me to the point that I am um, or that I was at at that point um I did horseback riding on the beach by myself and it was so serene it's like when you get by yourself you are able to really dig deep because you have no one else around you you have no one else to talk to it's just you yourself and I and so your mind starts to kind of go within itself and pull things out of your spirit that was there but you didn't necessarily know that that was there and so that's what I did on the trip. You know, I did a massage, you know, like I said, I ate, I ate so much, but I mean, it was all good. I love to eat, you know, but um, but it was all good, and so when I left that trip, I felt so refreshed. I really did, I felt so refreshed. I wasn't um in a place of doubting myself anymore. I wasn't in a place of blaming myself anymore as I was when I first went there, I honestly didn't even feel lonely anymore, even though I was still there by myself, and I was traveling back, and I was still alone, I didn't feel lonely anymore. Um, I'm a spiritual person, and so on that trip, I really was able to reconnect, not that I had lost the spiritual side of who Brentia is, but I was able to reconnect to that, and that alone let me know that I had this and that he had me. And that his promises were still going to come true regardless of what my situation was at that moment. And so that's what the trip meant to me in terms of being there alone and pouring that self-love back into me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that was beautiful. That's wonderful, Tracy. it really is. And you said a few key points in there. And the main thing that stood out was treat yourself, right? You have to treat yourself. Mm-hmm. And this was a while ago um, on my very, very, very first podcast with my friend Tatum, we had a guest, one of our friends, uh, Trish, and she said, you have to be kind to yourself. And that kind of resonated mm-hmm. with me when you said, treat yourself, because you have to be kind to yourself in all aspects. And sometimes we're hard on ourselves and exactly. we feel like we don't deserve that type of release. And you taking in that solo trip, it could have been easy for you to say, everything that I'm going through right now, I don't deserve to be treated, right? I don't deserve to be kind to myself. Exactly. Right? It could have been easy to say that. Exactly. but you, you took the next steps to actually treating yourself so with that i believe that's an uncomfortable situation that you were able to walk into because that was an unknown space so do you believe that with you walking into that uncomfortable space of taking that solo trip alone and really doing that by yourself that was your way of accepting what god had in store for you and with that do you think that allowed all these new levels to open
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You, I mean, you hit it dead on. I definitely learned that. I mean, I gained strength, motivation, um, a sense of purpose. And it did let me know that everything was going to be okay. You know, because I, it was an unknown area. Um, just like, honestly, when I got married, you know, that was an unknown territory for me. I had never been married. My ex-husband had been married before, but that was so brand new. Um, for me. And so even me taking this trip alone, that was a brand new territory for me that I was exploring. Um, But I brought him with me. And when I say him, I brought my father above with me. And so honestly, in my marriage, you know, we want what we want. And so there has to be a level of accountability that we have to have for ourselves, because it's easy to always blame the next person and not take accountability for, okay, you know what, what was my role in that? Where could I have done something a little bit different? And so I can be accountable enough to say, you know what, in my marriage, I didn't put him at the head of that in the manner in which I thought that I did, because I didn't, because at that moment, Brentia wanted what she wanted. Regardless of what he wanted for me, mm-hmm. I wanted what my, I wanted what I wanted. And there were certain things that I saw that I, you know, pushed to the side or, you know, denied or act like it wasn't there. And all of those things that we typically do. Um, so I can say on that solo trip, he was right there with me. And I put him there, I sent him before me. And what that trip taught me to do is to send him before every single thing that I do moving forward. And that's what I've done. Because when we do that, <clears throat> then we allow for his promises to manifest and not our own you know things that we want for ourselves because anytime that we go and do what we want to do for ourselves a lot of times it's going to end up in a very unfavorable situation um so you're absolutely right my mind
0: absolutely and i love it it was so funny you said manifest because last season season two was manifest your mindset so i love when okay. <laughs> i love when i hear our guests like say words from past episodes because it just goes to show how god really mm-hmm full circle to bring our attention to certain things, so i'm gonna pause on that really quickly boss friends if you have not listened to the manifest your mindset season two go back and listen pause this episode because you're not ready for this conversation because this conversation is all about manifesting the mindset and really get into that next level of healing and it starts with the mindset first so jump back to season two listen to that and then come back and um in the box to see with rencia and myself because you're not ready for the rest of this conversation they're oh about my
1: gosh just manifestations them. are key so y'all listen to that episode yes
0: because so they're about to get a little bit deeper because rencia has like i said so many layers but the main layer and the first layer of her book started with self-love and in the self-love chapter i told her i read it before the first time, when she first met to me, when we first started working together, then I went back before her event because I was like, let me just look at something. I need to pull some more narrative for some pitches, and I had completely overlooked—I didn't even overlook—I misread. I read what I wanted to read, and I think we all do that, and we have to stop reading what we no want point. to. Read. Um, mm-hmm. Completely misread the story regarding how the divorce transpired. So with the divorce piece in the book, of course, with the self-love, this part that I'm about to tell you guys about was a wow factor because I can only imagine how hard this was leaving I'm going to give it put this into scenario perspective for some of our younger listeners think about graduating college Mm -hmm. recently or in the upcoming years months wherever you're at in your college career you're on campus you're staying in a dorm and your next thing is having to go back home after four years of not being home So I'm going to leave that there for you guys to resonate on and then Brenthia, for you with that particular situation, of course, putting that scenario into perspective of what happened to your situation, having to deal with your divorce and moving back home with your mom. I'm pretty sure that placed you into yet again another uncomfortable situation, but while in this uncomfortable situation, what do you believe that you learned and that you gained? Of course, I know what you gained because you just talked about it, but let the boss friends know what you learned and what you gained from being back at your mom's house and in that space.
1: Oh my gosh, Milan, when I tell you that was the, the lowest point of my life, you know, and I never thought that I would have a really, 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 really low point in my life like that. But that was it. God has a funny way of of showing us certain things. And, you know, when I got married, you know, when we get married or like you mentioned, going to college, anything like that, you know, we have expectations of what that is supposed to be, what that's supposed to look like. And so for me, you know, being married, for me, that was supposed to create an environment of peace, you know, of stability, of hope fulfilled, of love and all those things that we, recognized for me, you know, marriage was the second best thing that was close to the love that God has for us. And so when that environment was severed, when that was removed by my divorce, you know, and when I had to go back home, because my husband at that time looked at me and said, you know, you can go back and live with your mother. And at that moment, I think every Nerve in my body, I think just felt like it collapsed. I did not know what to think. I did not know what to do. And he was extremely serious. And, you know, the home that we had, we had like a 4,300 square foot home, three story, five bedroom, beautiful home um, that, you know, I had already, you know, started decorating. We were already just like planning certain things. And to have that, you know, happen just so suddenly two weeks before he relocated to a different state and I had no idea about that. And I'm having to pack up a home that I thought was the beginning of the rest of my life. That was very, very, very heartbreaking for me. Um, And so when I finally got everything packed up in the storage and I had to walk back into my mother's home, into my old bedroom, I mean, that was a feeling of numbness. Um, it was extremely uncomfortable because th- I never expected to have to go back there. Never in a million years did I expect to have to do that. And so when I walked into my bedroom, you know, I had tears in my eyes and I just, I dropped to my knees and I, I just began praying. I, I did. And I said, you know, Lord, whatever it is, you have your way with me. Whatever your will is for my life then that's what I want for my life. I don't want what I want for my life anymore. I want what you want for me. And so at that point, I didn't understand it at the moment, but I knew that he was asking me to trust him because I had not trusted him. And I knew that I had to trust him because if I didn't, then I wouldn't get through the situation. Um. So I knew I needed to have faith. I knew that he was going to have me through the situation. All I needed to do was trust him and his promises were going to manifest. and Look at me now, two years or rather three years later, since my divorce. You know, I have a book, a published book. You know, I'm an award winning author. I have my business, my LLC. I'm actually in the home buying process now, getting ready to buy my home. And it is such a great feeling because I told myself, you know, no one will ever be able to put Brinsia out ever again. No one will ever be able to do that to me. And so, I trusted him, and his promises are reigning true, and I am just extremely humbled by it all. I really am, but that was an extremely uncomfortable situation that taught me to really just trust him, to be accountable, um, and to give myself the love that I need. And, you know, just be able to trust myself enough to know that I can do this without the help of anybody else
0: love it i love it and again another key thing trusting him it is so easy to bold guys under pressure when you feel uncomfortable and you feel unsure it was a time it was a time um, being here in, in Atlanta and, you know, things were kind of slowing down in business. It was most recently actually slowing down in business. Um, not this year, but most recently. Um, and I was just like, okay, things are slowing down. I don't really know what it's looking like. Cause you know, you can't see the unknown. You don't know what's happening. Things look one way, but you don't know what's coming next. So it's easy to get that perception. So I'm like, I don't know what's happening. Like maybe I should go back home. Maybe I should do this, you know, whatever. But I allow myself to stop thinking like that and really looking at the bigger picture, right? He didn't move you this far to fold. He didn't move you this far to quit. You always ask to grow. You always ask him to level you up. And now you're put in a situation where you're unsure, but this is what you asked for. You asked the girl, you asked to level up. And when we asked the girl and we asked the level up, we're asking him to unleash something in us that we didn't even know we were able and capable to do.
1: Absolutely. You're absolutely right. You know, when we ask for certain things, you know, a lot of times we have our mind wrapped around what we think that it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. But all the times that's not what it's going to look like, you know, it will come in a way that you never expected it to come. And for me, in order for me to be able to level up and elevate, you know, to where he would have me to be, I had to go through that. And so I tell people, you know, when people say, Oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened or whatever, you know, I, I can appreciate that. But at the same time, I always say, No, don't be sorry, because that was supposed to happen exactly the way that it happened. Because if it did not, then I would not be where I am and I would not be the person that I am if it had not happened that way. But it was supposed to happen that way. Um, So, you know, when we get into those uncomfortable spaces and we don't really know what to do with it, just know that there is something on the other side of that. And you have to, you have to kind of turn within and ask yourself those hard questions of, okay, what is the purpose for this? What can I pull from this? Why am I in this situation right now? What am I supposed to be doing in this uncomfortable space that's going to propel me to the next level?
0: Absolutely. I agree. And that's what the season of Uncomfortable is about. And I know I say this every episode. I know you're probably excited to hear me say it. But when you get in uncomfortable spaces, it's great. It's a great thing because if you're too comfortable, nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. You're just comfortable. You're just sitting. But once you're uncomfortable, you are able to do things that you couldn't even imagine. Like you're going to blow your own mind. Like I said, I was like, okay, I think the easiest thing is to do is just go home. And when I made that decision not to, and I made that decision to be still and wait for his Mm -hmm. action... Mm-hmm. So many things transpire. Like literally, I walked into 2020 getting baptized. I walked into oh, I love it.
1: 2020,
0: finding the love of my life. I walked into 2020 moving into our dream apartment before the house. You know, just things that
1: yes.
0: you know you've been waiting on, right? But I had to still right. because if I would have folded and did what the scared me was looking to do none of this would have come full circle. It, would. Would have happened. it wouldn't because I would have removed myself out of the space he intended for me to be in. Exactly. Because
1: exactly. I, I did what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and a lot of times when we do what we want to do, we're gonna be in comfortable places. <laughs> like mm-hmm. because that's what we are used to. We're used to comfort. And so we will never put ourselves in an uncomfortable space. Like, not not really. Not for real, for real. Like we we just won't do it because we're so used to being comfortable. We like what we like, you know. But he will though. He will put us in an uncomfortable space, and when he does, many times there's nothing we can do about it. We have to either sink or swim, and that's when we look at ourselves, and that's when we have to have those crucial conversations with ourselves to say, okay, what am I going to do in this space? Like, am I going to just roll over and die, or what am I going to do? And so you gain that energy, you gain that motivation to really get up and get going and those are the things that propel us to that next level
0: absolutely I wholeheartedly agree so speaking of propelling to the next level you mentioned in your book of course you know various topics various levels of darkness but before you found that light in your shadow what were some of the uncomfortable conversations you had to have with yourself along the way you can give me like three of the top ones that were just like so crunching like you we We got to have this talk. Like, we have to get through this. Like, we need to talk about this.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. I mean, it's like, you know, I can say, you know, with my divorce, right, I had to really talk to myself pretty much every day, all day, because it was so painful that it was times that I did not think that I was going to be able to do it. I was like, Lord, I can't. Like, I can't do it. I literally was at the lowest of the low. I had nothing, you know. I was back at home, you know, with my with my mother. Um, but I did thank God that I still had her here because I thought about what if she wasn't here? Then where would I have to went? You know, I would have been at a friend's house on her couch, or you know, God knows where, what would have happened. Where I would have been. But um, I had to literally talk to myself every single day and just and just try to understand the why behind it. You know, why did this happen? You know, um, and and better yet why did i allow certain things to happen because sometimes we can we can blame but we have to look at ourselves and say okay did i allow certain things to happen that i could have prevented or that i could have stood up to and i had to have those uncomfortable conversations with myself because if i didn't then i would not have been able to begin to heal the first part of healing and i talk about this in that first chapter as well when i talk about the love circle. Um, we have to be accountable and we have to first acknowledge the pain. We have to acknowledge the hurt, where it came from, and we have to be able to forgive ourselves. And so that was extremely uncomfortable for me, to be able to look at myself and forgive myself, not just my ex husband You know, I had to be able to look at Brentia and forgive Brentia for some of the decisions that she made to even be in that situation. Um, So, you know, definitely, I I had to have that critical conversation, um, with myself, you know, I, I was able to, um, you know, find, find the light in that. And when I talk about, you know, the shadows, all of these are, are dark shadows. And I know we're talking about marriage right now, but there were so many other areas in the book that I talk about different dark shadows, you know, that I was in and, um, You know, I had to ask myself, you know, are you who you portray yourself to be, to the people, to the masses? You know, because sometimes we can pretend to be one person over here and somebody completely different over here. So I had to ask myself, you know, if I'm going to be real and transparent and heal, then I have to be extremely transparent. And so I have to say that to myself because, again, like we talked about in the beginning, a lot of times that's shown as a sign of weakness. And we don't want people to see that. We don't want people to, to know certain things about our story and, oh my gosh, her marriage didn't work or this, that, and the third or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I have to have that conversation and say, you know what, Brincia, who are you? Who are you really? And so that was extremely, extremely hard for me to do, but I did it and I'm glad that I did it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So there are, like you said, other times in the book where you talked about, you know, the shadow, the darkness. so give us two other ones that you know you the, in the book, of course. I won't want to give that too much away because you guys gotta purchase the book for these gems and the for what's in here. But two other yes. uh, <laughs> in the book that you were in your shadow and the darkness and how you dealt with them. Okay, can you hear
1: me? I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I said that one more time along. No, no, you're fine. I was saying
0: give us two other areas in the book where you were in the shadows and the darkness and the uncomfortable conversation you had to have with yourself in order to deal with them.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I can remember back when I was in high school and I'm from New Orleans originally and I moved to Atlanta going into high school and the very first job that I had was a Wendy's cashier. I was working at Wendy's, and I was closing one night. Um, And I vividly remember being at the register, you know, counting my money out, and someone walked in. It was maybe 10 minutes before we were getting ready to close. And we were still open, so they could still come in and order food. And so I looked up from the register, and as soon as I looked up, the guy hopped over the counter, and I was on the floor, and he had a gun for me. And at that point, my life completely flashed before my eyes. And I just knew that that was it. There was another guy that was there with him that ran around the side to the back, you know, where the, where the kitchen is and where the cooks and everything were cooking. And so at that moment, I could not even, it's almost like everything went to a blur. And I could feel the gun still against me and I could sort of hear him asking for money. And I tried to compose myself enough to be able to get up and try to open the register and get what he was was asking for with the gun still beside me. And I don't know how I did it. I don't know. I, don't, I, I can't even begin to tell you. But with tears in my eyes, I managed to get up and be able to do that. And once I gave him the money, he knocked me back down to the floor, and he was just standing over me. And at that moment, I just knew that that was it. But I knew that that couldn't be the end for me because he left. He looked at me and he left and I knew that was nothing but God. And so at that moment, I said, okay, God. And that was an extremely traumatic event as well. I knew that there was a bigger purpose for me in life because that could have been the end. But I knew because it wasn't the end, there was still something more that he would have me to do. And so that moment right there was an extremely dark moment that I look back on. And at at that point moving forward, I started to live every single day as if it was my last. Mm -hmm. I didn't leave no stone unturned. I took advantage of every single opportunity because I wanted people to have something to say about me. If it was my last day, then what would people have to say about Brentia? What would be my legacy? And so at that point, I started trying to think of what I wanted that legacy to look like. And so I started involving myself in certain things and giving myself that opportunity to be able to find that light and to be able to shine despite what happened so that's an that's, um one example besides you know the divorce that happened and there's so many others oh my goodness um there's so many others but i really want people to, to get the book i really yes, want to into the book yes
0: yes please <laughs> yeah, and definitely dive into the book definitely get the book that's what so I said you can get one or two I wasn't trying to crush you that's why I didn't say too much because the gems are in the book guys like the stories like I'm touching on the divorce part that's the self-love piece that's the very first one that you're going to get to like you're going to get to that but you really have to purchase the book to really get in you think that the divorce is like oh my god a major layer you haven't read it you haven't you haven't seen it yet like the whole gunpoint right right the whole situation
1: there's a a lot of layers to the book there's a lot to pull from it lots of layers
0: absolutely absolutely and it's 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 really unfolds the trauma and we all have dealt with trauma in some way shape or form and i don't think one trauma you know downplays the other one or is above the other one because trauma is trauma and everybody handles their trauma in a different way so when you read this Keep that in mind. Like you may say, oh, the divorce, whatever, that's not enough major, but that's somebody's trauma. Absolutely. That's somebody's uncomfortable situation. Everybody's trauma and uncomfortable situation is different. So I hope that you have taken so much from this episode and really understanding that in the layers of uncomfortable, you have to heal. You have to find that next level. You have to keep thriving. You have to treat yourself. You have to remain still and you have to remain faithful in what is happening. Yes. yes. Well, what do you
1: really do. And, and another thing I want to, I want to add to that Milan too, is we have to be okay with seeking help. You mm-hmm. know, we have to be okay with being able to talk to other people, even if it's just one other person that you can confide in, yeah. even, even if it means, you know, getting therapy, you know, for your mental, because that's okay. You know, we get therapy for our bodies. You know, we make sure our bodies are nice and fit. We go to the gym and work out. We go to our doctor's appointments and all of that. But a lot of times when we go through traumatic experiences, we don't always necessarily get the therapy that we need for our mental. And that's extremely, extremely important. So I would encourage anybody who has gone through anything, if you don't want to get the mental therapy, then at least have someone that you can talk to and that can pour into you, you know, because that is is so necessary in the healing process. And it's okay. It's totally okay. I had to do it. I, I went to therapy and counseling. I don't know how many times, and it's extremely helpful. So I would encourage you not to, not to, not think about that piece as well.
0: Absolutely, you guys. I think Brinthy just closed us out, right? I mean, she said it all. I'm just <laughs> first, so, I couldn't you-
1: leave that piece out. I could not leave that piece out. <laughs> no, <laughs> See, Rithia, that I mean, perfect. October I think was Mental Health Awareness Month, and you know yeah. we really have to think about that because. You know, and and I hate to say it, but in our demographic, African-Americans, like we don't necessarily get the help that we need for our mental. We look at it like it's taboo and, oh, my family's going to think I'm crazy and this, that, and the third. But that is so untrue. That is so not the case. Um, You know, we really have to take care of our minds just like we do the rest of our body. We really do
0: absolutely i agree well guys oh this uh sunday you're going to take a self-care sunday take care of yourself because yes. that's the important message I think. make sure you take care of yourself so you can prepare for the season that is upcoming next but rincia i want to thank you so much for just coming and sitting in the boss's seat with me today and sharing all of your layers yet again being so open and transparent but before i let you go please let everyone know where they can find you at and anything that you have coming up but they can support
1: Absolutely. So I can be found on all the social media outlets. I'm on IG um, at Forever Brincia. So that's F-O-R-E-B-R-B-R-E-N-C-I-A at Forever Brincia. And then you can also find me on my business page at Light of My Shadows IG as well. Facebook is Brincia Bill, It's just my full name. You can find me on Twitter at Forever Brincia. Um, And, you know, just, Anywhere, you can type in Brencia and you'll be able to find me um, for sure. But IG, um, at Forever Brincia and IG Light of My
0: Shadows. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, guys. That's where you can find Miss Brencia lost friends. Um, Make sure you are sharing these episodes and rating these episodes, leaving your feedback so we know how to improve, knowing what you want to hear next. Just really getting inside of you guys' heads so I can make sure I'm providing and producing the best content for you. Don't forget to share this with a friends to share this with the friends to share this with a friend let them know they can listen to your boss is been a podcast on Google Play, Spotify anchor. Apple Podcasts, Radio Ray, and the 10 million other ones that I told you guys in two episodes before. I know y'all did not think I'm going to write all that because I'm the But no matter, what, no matter what, you can Google the podcast and find it. So if you're having trouble, you can listen to it for whatever reason on Anchor, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We have many other platforms to listen to it. If you are new to Your Boss It's been a podcast, again, welcome. Thanks for listening. And until next time, you guys, you already know, it's hugs and kisses. I'm so fussing